Welcome to RealtyPitch.com, featuring your host, Akos Jankura, and friends, learn how to become an elite real estate agent right here on RealtyPitch.com. Welcome to RealtyPitch.com. I'm your host, Akos Jankura. All right, I hope you're doing well on this great day. Listen, last time we talked, we talked about, uh, uh, you know, uh, professional selling, professions. You know, professions are defined by doctors, lawyers, dentists. And I was talking to you about my parents and how I'm from Hungarian roots and how they didn't consider selling to be a profession. <laughs> and uh, I don't know where, where you're from, what your background is from, but uh, that's the kind of household I grew up in. Because, you know, to be truthful, my parents, what they wanted from me was the best. They wanted me to have a job better than they had or, or a job that had a standing chance of getting making the most money, establishing families. Uh, being a member of the community, all that kind of great things. And so so that they, they consider people with professions are the ones that are going to achieve that quicker, I guess, or better. And what I realized in the last episode we talked about is what I realized is these professionals all practiced, right? Remember we talked about that? The doctor practices uh, medicine. The lawyer practices law. And all my friends who were doctors and lawyers, I used to joke with them, uh, uh, you know, when you finish practicing, let me know when you're good at it so you can come, uh, you know, do my teeth or something if you're a dentist. Uh, there's, so this is really important. Practicing seems to be an underlying theme when it comes to being a professional. So practicing, what is practicing anyways? Let's talk about what practicing is. Uh, there, You know, we talked about uh, things like um, uh, there's a famous author that uh, you know, how are these how are these uh, really successful people getting really successful? Like, for example, we talked about the Canadian hockey player. Who? Why are they all born in January, February? It's true, they are. <laughs> That's because the way the house league and the little, uh, you know, bantam systems and the, when they were learning when they were four and five, six years old, uh, the person, the kid who was uh, four, they used the calendar year. So if you were born in January, you actually got 12 months more hockey playing uh, than the kid who was born in December 31st. So your birthdays could be two days apart, but the kid who played in January actually uh, played an extra year. And of course, when you're four years old, that five years old, that represents 20% more training. And of course, because you had 20% more training, you kind of go to the top. And as years go by, you get better and better. You get put on rep teams. You get inclusive. People notice you because you're just better at it because you just had 20% more training when you started. So by the time you come to the professional leagues, uh, the birth date's kind of a filter. So that's why most Canadian hockey players are born in, in, in January, February, which is really amazing when you think about it. So, and the reason I guess the whole thing that, because they practiced, I'm going to give you a def definition here, they practiced 10,000 hours. And the person who practices 10,000 hours first wins. I'm going to say that again. The person who practices 10,000 hours or 10,000 times that's the thing, 10,000. If I am a magician and I practice a card trick 10,000 times, I'm likely to be pretty good at it. Certainly way better at it than the person who practiced it five times. Practice. This word practice keeps coming up. Repetition keeps coming up. And if you're going to be a great real estate agent, you're going to have to repeat things over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again until it becomes a reflex. All right, let's talk about that for a second. How do you practice something so often it becomes a reflex? Well, that's important stuff right there. I mean, practicing to becoming a reflex, that's kind of the most important lesson I can teach you in life. 
Practice till reflex. If you practice praying, you'll be reflexive at it. If you practice being grateful 10,000 times, you'll be grateful. Better at most, be grateful than most people. Practice, practice, practice into a reflex. Reflex, what is a reflex? Reflex is something that we do, that we do without thinking about it. Let me do that again. A reflex in life is something that we do so many times that we don't think about it anymore. We just do it because it's a reflex. Let me give you an example. I always use the boxer as an example. Is if I'm boxing you, we're boxing. And if I have to think jab, jab, punch, if I have to think that, I've already lost. Because the guy or the person next to me can jab, jab, punch as a reflex. And if I'm thinking about it, I'm going to be on the ground. I can't think about it. It has to be a reflex. And all the sort of things that we're going to talk about real estate and selling, this is about reflex. This is about practice. This is about practice being a professional. You see the line I'm drawing here? This is about pleasing my mom and dad, being a professional. Well, you know what? It wasn't the fact that I had a doctor or a degree or anything. It's down to the fact that um, I guess if you're a doctor, you got to go to school four years plus then four more years and then plus two more years after. You're 10 years before you're even, you know, even allowed to see anybody. I never forget the Jesuit priest that I, I was, you know, grew up with Catholic Jesuit priests, and I went to a Catholic high school, Catholic University. I went to St. Michael's College and University of Toronto. I went to cathedral as a high school student, and, you know, I grew up in a kind of a, you know, a little bit of an Orthodox Catholic family. Well, the Jesuit priest, those, those guys have to go get a master's degree in something before they get their theology degree. I mean, I don't know how many years, like 15, 20 years before they can go be a priest. As somebody who's got reflexes, reflex, jab, jab, punch. Now, what is a reflex in real estate? Well, if you're going to be a professional in real estate, you're going to have to pick up some real reflexive skills. And the first one I'm going to talk about, and I make a big deal about this because this really matters. It's actually the most important thing about selling ever. So I talk about it all the time, and I talk about it all the time just to get it through your head that this is a very important thing to be have a reflex over. And if it's, of course, the most important thing of real estate or selling anything is bonding. Bonding with the customer. Bonding. Now let me tell you about that. I'm sure that you've had this interaction with something. I don't know whether it was you were at a party or you were selling a house or you were, I don't know, at a church, you were at a hockey game. I don't care where you were. But I'm sure you have a memory where you said that interaction was fantastic. It was great. Wow, I like those people. We've all had that interaction, right? Bonding. Because you made a connection with that person. So you felt good about it. Now in selling, that connection is everything. Because if you can make a connection with the person, they trust you more. There is a bond 
there is a there is this 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 tangible good feeling. And when somebody has this good feeling, this credibility, you've heard these words, credibility, a feeling, bond, uh, the connection. These things are the most important things when you're selling something, especially a house. I coach people on buying, selling houses. And one of the things that really drives me crazy, and you'll hear me saying this over and over again because it drives me crazy, is that we take things for granted. Because we sell so many houses, I don't know, I don't know how many houses I've sold this year, but you know, it's June or July. I think I've over 50 houses. So I, I sell some houses. You know, maybe I'll sell 100 houses this year. I don't know. We'll see how a year goes. However, what I'm talking about though is we take it for granted because we do it so often that you know we a contract is taken for granted. The terms of the contract taken for granted. Ah, go get financing, take it for granted. Uh, CMAs, comparative market analysis. We even use the word CMA. Who the heck knows what a CMA is? Nobody. Not the regular person. We use buzzwords of the industry. I love hearing a mortgage broker. Oh my gosh, I keep coaching mortgage brokers. Stop using your buzzwords. Uh, we closing costs and points and uh, this. They don't know what that means. Slow down. The reason I say that is because those things are anti-bonding things. The moment you start throwing around those things, those words, those actions, those common things, and you are breaking off the bond, you are not building the bond with the customer. Real estate's scary. It's the, probably the most important, highest volume price decision that customer makes in their life. So you are the agent of fear. You are the agent of this decision that is crazy expensive and crazy fearful. And I'm going to sign my line on a dotted line, my name on a dotted line for 30 years. When was the last time you did something that affected you for 30 years? Maybe marriage, maybe buying a house. Well, you better have a good bond. And you better understand what that means. And you better practice bonding till it becomes a reflex. And I know you're thinking, what? Practice bonding till it becomes a reflex? I mean, how, how do you do that? You do. So when I got into real estate, and I've been selling pianos, and I've been on television, I've sold like a billion dollars worth of stuff on TV, direct to the consumer, and live television, and it's bonding, it's credibility, that's what sells, right? Right down to my gray hair and my demographic and the way I act, the way I speak, the way I talk, the meter in my voice, the tempo, the temperature in the room, everything matters. Let's go back to talking about that great feeling you had one time. Sometimes those feelings are fabulous, right? Those interactions. And sometimes those feelings suck. Have you ever had, oh my gosh, you start using words like, I got off on the wrong foot. It doesn't feel right at all. Oh my gosh, I'm never going back there. That was terrible. I went to a restaurant once and the interaction was horrifying. <laughs> 
ah, they made me wait in line, they treated my guests poorly, the order came out wrong, the salad wasn't like it always was, I tried to bring it to the attention of the server, the server made me feel even worse about it. And I walked out of there going, I'm never coming back here again. You know, if I'm going to drop 300 bucks on dinner, I better feel good. That wasn't making me feel good. You know why? That server was taking everything for granted. She forgot that the customer in front of her is dropping four, three, four hundred dollars or whatever it is for that party at the dinner table. And because she served so many things so many times, it's turning over so many tables, she overlooked the fact that this bond matters. The guy seating me, who made me wait, who treated one of my customers poorly, told him he couldn't go there, couldn't go here. That bond, because that person took it for granted, because they do it so often, they forgot that the customer is dropping 300, 200, whatever you spend at dinner. That bond was eroded and lost, and that was expensive. And you know how you feel, even over dinner, Imagine how you feel if it's a million dollar transaction or two million or half a million or third a million. Whatever word comes out where it has the word million at the end of it, quarter million. Those are important transactions. Hundred thousands are important transactions. Bond is everything. And we're going to teach you how to become an elite salesperson. And it's about that bond. Bond's everything. So we've talked about that feeling you've had when things were great. And we've talked about the feeling you had when things are terrible. So at least I can get you to the black and the white, right? I understand the positive and the negative. You got that, right? Well, actually, there's more than just two. When it comes to bonding, the factor, well, on the surface. So, you know, selling 101, not selling 301 or 401 or a master's degree or a PhD in selling. But first class in college, if it was selling, and I have taught those classes in college over there in Sheridan College up in Oakville, Ontario. I used to teach sales training and in and, and, and there and the curriculum and they use some of my curriculum for that. That level, college 101, I would teach you that there's not black and white bonds. There's actually four bonds. There's four buckets. So it's not black. It's not white. There's actually one, two, three, four buckets. All right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into a lot of detail this particular uh, uh, podcast. However, I want you to understand there's four. All right. Let's go back to you and that interaction you had that was positive. And I want you to put that in your mind. What was a great interaction? Can you remember the last time you had a great interaction? You went to a great party. You were on the way home, you with your wife laughing. My gosh, I wish I could stay longer. It was great. You left you leaving. When you left, you wanted more. That's a great interaction. Can you imagine if I could teach you to leave the interaction with the customer in such a way they wanted more of you. Think about that for a second. If I could leave this podcast with you, that you want more of the podcast, you think it's by accident that that happens? No. 
It's very strategic. And it's a skill that is practiced. And the skill is practiced so often, it is a reflex. So I started thinking about that a lot when I was early in my selling career. Why do I feel great sometimes? And why do I feel terrible sometimes? And I realized that the reason this happens <clears throat> is because we're not all the same. There's lots of, in fact, when I was in university, I never, never forget, I went, to, I went to a genetics class, and it was really crazy. It was like a, a second or third year, I think it was a third year's genetics class. And the professor took 11 photographs and gave it to us back then. We didn't have computers and stuff. We, we didn't have computers, no laptops. We hand wrote notes. Can you imagine that? And, but the handout was 11 photographs of 11 human faces. 11. Now, there was like a couple hundred people in the lecture hall. And what amazed me is about this, that he says out loud that everybody in this hall, I want you... And he took uh, 20 people from the room, he took 20 volunteers, so, you know, 10% of the audience, but went to the front. And we had to take the people and assign them the buckets. So if that person resembled that picture, like bucket number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So that person belonged to bucket number 1. That person belonged to bucket number 2. That person belonged to bucket number 4. You understand? So because there were similarities in their facial structure, the way they looked, but there was 11 buckets. And the rest of the class in the exercise put these people in the 11 buckets. And at the end, he collected all the papers. And on the next lecture, he was shared with the results with us. Well, over 150, 180 people, whoever was in that audience, Within 90% effectiveness, we had all put those photographs in the same buckets. And he proved something to us. Although we're infinite different human beings, when it came to physical features in a face, there was 11 buckets. You know, they say in Hollywood, there's only like, I can't remember the number, I'm going to make this up. There's only like eight scripts. And if you watch a movie, it's the same script, just different colors and different people, but the same script. Well, when it comes to selling, what I'm going to teach you is there's four people. There's four customers at first. This is, you know, remember, we're talking about learning 101. College level, actually not learning, it's college level selling 101. But we're going to become a professional. We're going to get a PhD. We're going to become an elite salesperson. So you're going to have to understand there's four different personalities, four different customers. And you're one. Do you know why you have a great interaction sometimes? Because you match up to one of the four personalities. So interacting with that customer 
It's natural. They're just natural. You get along. You think the same way, you are the same way, you speak the same way, you laugh at the same jokes. The bad news is, three of the four times, you're not. So, if you understand that concept, 25% of the time, you're going to get the deal. The bad news is 75% of the time, you're going to miss the deal because they're not going to like you. They're going to walk away with that bad feeling that we talked about, right? Got it? They're not going to like you. So you'd best learn in the subsequent podcast we're going to talk about in video vlogs and stuff, we're going to teach you how not just to recognize what those four personalities are. We want to teach you how to adjust your interaction with those personalities to make, give you a chance. And then we're going to practice things. And if you practice it a lot, it'll become a reflex. And if you can make this first 30 second, first 60 seconds interaction with a customer into a reflex, you've just expanded your selling ability by 300%. You're not just going to get a good feeling with one person, but I'll teach you how to get a good feeling with all four people. And if you can increase your audience by, instead of just interacting with one to four, you're going to be an elite real estate agent. You're going to be an elite real estate seller. You're going to be an elite listing agent. You're going to make a ton more money. So, kids, it's all about practice. It's all about reflex. It's all about being a professional. All right. We're going to share information like this with you all the time. I want you to go to Realty pitch.com r-e-a-l-t-y pitch.com realtypitch.com if you're an agent there um, we have lead generation program we have a great crm we hold your hand just like this this is not about um realtypitch.com is actual practical selling i'll never forget there was one agency that they were trying to help their agents and their slogan was uh you know was total disclaimer nothing we, we, we got like two thousand dollars a year of money a month however we don't guarantee any leads or sales ah Nonsense. First of all, we don't charge anywhere near that. However, you know, for something like $79 a month, we'll give you a great CRM. We teach you how to interact with those people. We teach you what to do with those people. And also, you can get leads on realtypitch.com because leads are king, right? So, realtypitch.com, leads are king. The way you organize the leads are really important. And you got to be a professional. An elite salesperson. So we give you all three. We train you to be an elite salesperson. We show you what to do with the leads, and we even give you the leads. That's RealtyPitch.com. If you haven't already looked at RealtyPitch.com, I encourage you to do so. Listen, this is the podcast today. So we got down to, remember the takeaway? Not just practice makes perfect. Practice makes reflex. Practice is the same word they use for doctors, lawyers, dentists, and my mom and dad would say it's a professional. Well, we need you to be a professional. Practice real estate. 
Practice the real work of real estate. We're going to talk about that in another episode. Practice the real work of real estate. And by the way, if you don't want to wait to the next podcast, realtypitch.com in the uh, uh, elite training program, we do have videos specifically training these specific skills. Uh, you can join up there too. But anyways, until next time, right here on realtypitch.com, I'm your host, Akos Jankira. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. And by the way, if you want to reach me, it's very simple. You can email me at akosacos.jankura, J-A-N-K-U-R-A, at gmail.com, acos.jankura at gmail.com. If you want to see some of the real estate we do, go to Sunshine Lane Team on Facebook. And uh, anyways, keep in touch. My number is 727-773-7829. That's 727-773-7829. I'd love to help you out. All right, signing off right here on RealtyPitch.com.